0: We're not the coaches we were last year,
1: or the year before that,
0: or definitely not the year before or that. And last month, <laughs> and if you've listened to our podcast for episode one, we are not those same people. Like, I that kind was, of to go
1: back and listen to it. I haven't listened I, to it, it was, in years.
0: It's so cringy.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Sid Charisse,
0: and I'm David Bosher,
1: and you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast,
0: where we teach you to salon differently.
1: Ditch the can and go digital today. It's 2022 and with inflation plus an open color bar, we are experiencing more color loss and this time we can't just blame the drains. Join the thousands of salons that are digitizing the most creative aspect of their business. Never lose, never guess, and never worry. Head to salonscale.com slash DTH to see why thousands have joined the Salon Scale movement. Use code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off.
0: I hate to burst your bubble, but stocking retail shelves does not make you money. But you know what does? Online sales. We have partnered with Salon Interactive to bring you a free marketplace to sell the products that you love to your clients and followers without having to spend a dime on retail. Instead, you get to make a large commission from your sales, whether your clients and followers buy them at 2 a.m. from their couch or directly from their phone while eating breakfast. Making money in your sleep is now possible with Salon Interactive. And the best part is it's free. Visit SalonInteractive.com slash DTH for more details. Whoa.
1: Let us introduce you to one of our favorite product companies, Reverie.
0: Reverie is hair care for all humans, no matter your hair type. Their clean and innovative formulas nurture the integrity of your hair for unrivaled results.
1: Reverie is made intentionally in California, paying attention to detail at every stage of the process. Their mindfully sourced vegan ingredients and environmentally friendly packaging showcases their commitment to creating alchemy in a bottle.
0: Reverie was created in 2011 by Garrett Markinson and continues to be a family-owned and operated business to this day.
1: Tap the link in the episode description to get connected with our friends over at Reverie. So, we are talking about the big ugly truth of owning your own business. And I feel like this has been a topic that's come up a lot one for us for the past 6 years, uh, but also with our students because I I think there's this whole idea of um of like a like an illusion. I I want to say like a false illusion, but like the the false idea of Glamorizing what business ownership Looks like on social media And I'm like why is no one sharing that Like sometimes it just fucking sucks Like sometimes you want to it's just very, throw in the towel
0: Very hashtag girl boss
1: <laughs> That's exactly what it is
0: Everything's girl boss
1: Which was a every- powerful every- movement For <laughs> Females But at the same time
0: boss up <laughs> Right everything's about like being a boss But yeah the funny thing is that I don't think anyone really wants to be a boss.
1: No, we most, get that a lot from the people. the time. Like we'll be like, you know, your next steps are probably investing and in opening your own business. And they're like, I don't want to be a boss. And I'm like, no one wants to be a boss because I think we're used to being traumatized by our past bosses. Not everybody. I'm not going to say that for everybody, but a majority of us in the industry. And I think when you start to break that down of like, okay, what does it look like to own a business? How can I use this business to profit? And is there a way that I can do it not like the other assholes before me? Yes, there is. But I, I wish people would talk more about the struggles of owning their business because I I think there's this odd pressure to be just so perfect. And if you mess up, or a client gets pissed, or a staff member gets pissed, or something kind of difficult happens, all of a sudden we go to straight to like failure mode, and that we messed everything up versus okay let's look at this problem and how can we fix it and find a solution and move forward and make sure it never happens again and I think that's the part that people don't talk about
0: I see so many people they are successful in business and maybe they're successful right away and then they kind of assume like it just keeps going up and that there's no that any type of downward trend is the end and I've thought that too many times Mm -hmm. but like like if
1: you have a slow week or you have a like slow month it's like oh it's failing the whole thing's
0: failing (laughs) I have no idea what I'm doing it's all going under let's declare bankruptcy and I think that this is like a like there's this assumption that like if you're not constantly making more money and constantly on an upward trajectory I think there's like a I don't know what I'm doing it's all falling apart and we see it with salon owners too, especially if people leave the salon. It like if you ever want to know what'll make a salon owner spiral, it's people quitting. That's oh, like For sure.
1: Number one. Sp- <laughs> Even if they were toxic and wanted to fire them. Yes. Like I couldn't tell you how many salon owners I've spoken to where they were like, They left. And I'm like, You were gonna fire them next week. But you it's know, like, like the ego was bruised.
0: It hurt like it it signals like Oh, I must not know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Or, and then they go work for themselves or work for someone else. And it just turns in. It's like dating.
1: It's absolutely like dating.
0: It's like, why are they dating that person? And why are they better with that person? Like, why weren't they better with I don't want to
1: be more? with them. But why are they better with that
0: person? Yeah. Like, why does why does that person? And then my favorite is, oh, that person gets all the work that I put into it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no.
1: No. No, and I think that's, that's not what, how it works.
0: But salon think the same thing. They're like, oh, the next person they work for get all of my, gets all my training. It's yeah. like, this is just, now we're just talking about life, right? Like, we're all taking our experiences with us wherever we go. And I
1: hope they don't take all your training because obviously your training wasn't working for them. So I hope they have a different set, a different kind of setup in their new space that makes them think differently or challenges them in different ways so that well, they can be their successful. Well, they're taking their
0: experiences for sure. Mm-hmm. Right, and, like those experiences they're applying, Good and that. Bad. yeah, they're applying that to their next one. I mean, that's again, that's just life, so we can't be mad if people are going to their next location and doing better because mm-hmm. that's really the point, point. and I think owning a business is just it's the hardest thing I've ever done,
1: <laughs> I think too, like when we think about like um the the mass exit to rental. I think there's a lot of hairdressers that didn't realize how much responsibility being on your own was. And even though owning your own business can be absolutely rewarding, you have to be ready for the pain that comes with it, the difficulties, the responsibilities, all the expenses, all the conversations, all the all the work that it takes to keep it up and moving and running. And I don't think anybody really is prepared for that. I know you and I weren't. When no, we first created this not. company, I, I feel like every year, every quarter, every week, it seems like something shifts in a in a great way that I'm like, oh, I'm relearning this or I'm learning how to do this. And there's a beautiful aspect to that. But at the same time, it's like you kind of almost feel like, like growth it's, can be exhausting.
0: It's never ending. And I, I do think there's this... Idea, and I think it kind of exists, but there is an idea that, like one day, if I set everything up properly one day mm-hmm. i'm it i I'm gonna feel like peace and like I know what I'm doing, and that day never really comes.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you why it never comes because <laughs> it does come you do get to points in your business where. And if you have listened, if you hear my dog snoring, I'm so sorry. Uh, But if you listen to a couple episodes from the beginning of this year, we did one on four phases. First off, you should like pause this episode right now and go listen to that one because it explains exactly why this happened. But that's so true. You get to your manifestation phase and then you're, you almost feel like, you almost feel like the rug's about to pull out from under you because you've just experienced this whole transformation of having the idea and then working towards the idea and then obviously going through, you know, hiccups that create an earning process for the idea that you're trying to manifest and then you're experiencing the idea in its full form and now you're just like, "Uh," like, what's next? What's going to happen next? And you start to panic a little bit. Like, it's, it's scary. And then what happens usually is people get stuck here and then they go from, like, being scared to, like, complete suffering. And that's where the toxic ownership comes in because they're trying to hold on to old concepts. And it's this vicious cycle, people, that we go through.
0: And there's something with salon ownership where we open a business thinking – I think a lot of us open a business thinking – Again, once I get it up and running and I find the perfect team and I have the perfect support staff and I have all the perfect systems, that it'll be, like, the best thing that ever existed. Mm -hmm. But that's just not how it it has to be, like, maintained and tended to. And you can't be the same person each year. Like, you can't. Like, we can't. We're Mm -mm. not the coaches we were last year.
1: Or the year before that.
0: Or definitely not the year before that. Or last month. And if you've listened to our podcast, for episode one, we are not those same people. Like I that kind was, of to go
1: back and listen to it. I haven't listened I, to it, it was, in years.
0: It's so cringy. It's so cringy. It's so
1: bad. I give it a zero.
0: I give it a negative one out of ten. <laughs> no, but I look back at that and I'm like, that was who we needed to be at that point to make it happen. And now we're who we are now to keep it going. And we have to keep evolving and changing. And it's very... You have to get really comfortable with the uncomfortableness. You have to be excited about new opportunities. Like if you're not someone who likes that, owning a business is going to be really difficult. Like you have to be excited about the unknown, and some people are afraid of that. I like the unknown. I was raised in a really chaotic environment, so mm,
1: you thrive in the chaos. I
0: thrive in like the unknown of things. As I get older, that's slowly going away because obviously. <laughs> It's too exhausting. The unknown
1: is like (laughs) not exciting,
0: right? And maybe I want to raise my kids a little bit differently, but it has it did prepare me to, you know, and you like when we were when we were younger, we didn't really give a shit about the unknown, yeah. Like we didn't really care what happened to us.
1: We're like we'll deal with it then,
0: yeah. And now we're We're still kind of like that.
1: We're our mindset is still because we don't stress about the unknown. Like it's still very much like when it comes and it's an actual real thing, we're going to worry about it. But I think we're more conscious now as business owners to set up things for the future so that yeah. they're a little bit more certain or to plant seeds that will grow in a year um, to to invest in things that are going to bring profit long term. Also, and time I think that speeds
0: up. Time is speeding up. Yeah, I I've... keep
1: thinking it's Friday and it's definitely not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like time speeds up, I think like, A, the older you get. The more success you have, the longer you've been doing something. And so like what used to feel like, oh, in a in a, in a a year, which is a long ways away, this is what will happen. And like now it's like a year is tomorrow. Tomorrow's next year. Like that's what it feels like all the time. But I, I also want to add that the best experiences I've had as a business owner are when I had no idea what I was doing mm-hmm. and I still did them. Yeah. Mistakes and all.
1: Yeah. There's like, you know, it's the whole idea of like, why wait? Like, why? Why wait? You're going to die anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, (laughs) why wait to have things set up perfectly to just start them? You know, that was something that I had to work through hardcore with my OCD because I would want things a little bit more structured and through like challenging myself in the uncomfortable I was able to have my self-control without feeling the need to control the situation or have stability in the situation because – and then I was, like, my best self as a leader because I was centered. I was grounded. I was able to come into a situation that's, like, who knows what's going to happen, and that was so awesome. But before, like, years ago, also before medication, it used to, like, set me – I wouldn't be able to, like, physically step into that because it would – cause severe anxiety and panic attacks.
0: Yeah. Working with me must be a nightmare then because I am
1: I'm a pro now. I can (laughs) handle water signs like they're going out of business. Bring it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like my brain doesn't work in structure. However, I've learned from Sid how to use a calendar, which
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I never did before. So that's helpful. Um, But yeah, I think Having no, I think also knowing that there are no rules has been very helpful as well. Yeah, like,
1: there's structure in that. Yeah, I think people well, forget that there's no rules. what do we do? It's like no, the the rule is there's no rules. Like, and then that gives freedom. Like, because it's a well,
0: one of our coaches, Joy Lemay, she always says, you know, before DTH, she kept hiring, hiring different coaches and programs and buying different templates and. All the whole time thinking that like one day, like if I just do that one thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it'll all work. And I think we all kind of do that. I mean, I've fallen for so many online courses and classes, and I mean, there's even ads that are like, "Do this one thing and it'll change your whole life." And then you like read that it, it—that's not what it is, right? Or you buy it and you're like, "I'm never gonna do this." So I think you know, knowing that there's no quick fix and that there's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing that's going to make this process necessarily easier, but also finding people that are going through it as well and doing it with you. That's, I think that's what we did is like we kind of surrounded ourselves with a bunch of entrepreneurs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They were on, we on also, the same page. Yeah, they were on the same page. Yeah, writing running your own businesses, it's not great. And in today's world, we're like yeah. everything is being called out all the time like no matter what you do that also adds another level of stress that i don't think existed before Mm -hmm. i think it's social media
1: has people like riddled in fear but also inspired and empowered there's a lot going on into it but it's an incredible tool if used correctly i love that you said um like things just don't happen overnight. There's not going to be that one thing that changes everything. Like even with our students, I think sometimes people join our program and they're like, okay, well teach me how to do time-based pricing. Teach me how to do front desk. And it's like, I can't, I could teach you that. I could make you watch a video. I could give you a template on the structure of how to do it. But the reality is without the support and the emotional intelligence around it all, It's gonna crash and burn. I think that's why a lot of those like template based programs are super successful. They make instant cash flow, which is awesome, but long term results, they're not as successful because there's nothing holding someone accountable. It's like it's a self help book in a quick form, but there is no such thing as all of a sudden.
0: Like, how can you? Like, why do we keep buying templates that are just like?
1: cause they're emotionally driven have you ever it have you do you feel this way? Yeah, I do. Have you ever experienced this? I absolutely have. well, then you need to take my course. No, I don't want to spend that money. Well, time's <laughs> running out. Course is happening without you now fomo <laughs> is set in, and next thing you know that's you how spent
0: by its courses
1: <laughs> and then you spent money on something, and you're like, one, I could have made this myself, but also two, I'm like. What am I even getting out of this? Like, I have the information, but who's supporting me and facilitating it?
0: I, and- that, I do think that's what makes our program different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that you, the amount of support and handholding that you get? I think that's like, that's what makes our program unique, and that's what makes it work. And that's why I think people think it's a little bit cultish. But it's like, it's funny that we in today's society call any program that actually helps people a cult, and yeah. programs that don't, not a cult. Yeah, like if I if we were just to sell a template, no nobody would have an issue with anything that we're doing. Mm-mm. But because we are truly helping people one on one, intimately, like actually having real conversations, you know, building critical thinking skills, building emotion, like because we're actually doing real things, people freak out. Like be, and because we influence the way people think, that's where that's where people get freaked out about coaching. And I think if you are going to have a business. And you're gonna be disruptive,
1: you're like be us. Okay or, with that?
0: Yeah, you got to be really comfortable with like.
1: You got to well, have a thick skin. I would definitely I, say we've built a thick skin over the years.
0: <laughs> I did not have one when we started.
1: Oh, me either.
0: But I also didn't care.
1: <laughs> like I
0: didn't really give a shit, and now Sames. Now everyone kind of knows us in the industry. That's why like, I call
1: that angst. Like we were just like literally rebels without a cause like
0: now we're rebels with a cause
1: mm -hmm. now i'm like i've we've grown up we're like okay we're still (laughs) going to be rebellious and disruptive because this industry is nowhere near getting better to where it should be yes things have gotten a ton uh, uh, so much better they really have especially in the last couple years but at the same time like some people are still like
0: i think we're in a wake-up phase
1: yeah, I love this. This is fun. This is a fun it's a phase. wake
0: up phase. It's a lot of personal responsibility. It's a lot of global responsibility. Mm-hmm. But I think now is the best time to start your own business. Like I agree. this, if you can do it in this soil, which is really tough right now, this it, you can survive anything. It's like the people that opened salons during the pandemic. I'm like, uh, what else can ha- what yeah. have what can happen to you that you can't handle? You handle mm-hmm. you shelled out a ton of money, opened a business, and then shut down, and you were okay.
1: We remind our students that all the time. They're like, oh my God, this happened. And I'm like, great. Now you know how to handle this situation. Now you know how to handle a horrible client. Now you know how to handle toxic employee. Now you know how to handle this pipe Now you know how to
0: handle (laughs) internet bullies and internet crazies.
1: Now you know how to do this because you've experienced it. My, My favorite too is like, the next the next thing was, well, what if it happens again? And then there's fear of having to go through that again. I'm like, it's never going to be like this again. You were sideswiped yeah. with this problem. You know exactly how to solve this. So when you see the signs of this problem happening again, yes, there might be a little trigger moment, but that trigger is there to set off kind of a reactive state and not reactive like we talk about it, but like to get you to react to it, to create a problem or create a solution. And I think yeah. that's the that's the best part. It's like I remember when we first started, we had a horrible accountant. Now we have an incredible accountant. We had trauma from that. We had to learn from the mistakes of that person. We had to fix it. Then we were able to share those experiences with our students in running a business. Horrible accountant. We were able to learn all of these other things. We were able to share it. It's like, that's the, and that's the thing. If you're a business owner, don't gatekeep your experiences. And going back to the beginning of this episode, talking about why do we sugarcoat business, owning a business? Like, Talk about the pain points. Talk about how it just sucks sometimes. There's so many people out there that would probably relate to you and want to invest into whatever you're selling or doing just because of that.
0: People are like, there are people out there that also just talk badly about running a business. Like, it's so hard. It's not worth, like, we kind of are, we're like all or nothing. It's mm-hmm. like this or that. Yeah. And the reality is it's it's a very gray experience, right? So gray. Like, it's. It's very like there are days that are great, there are days that suck, but like that is anything and anywhere. To me, it's so worth owning my own business because I could never work for someone else. Can you imagine me being an employee to someone else? It's not great.
1: No, same. I don't want to. And, you know, I think because we have those strong feelings of like wanting to be entrepreneurs, that's how we created some of our DTH methods of like, for example, unlimited freedom, unlimited days off, a limit uh, or a limited um, unlimited time off. Um and we really wanted that would have been the ideal. I would have worked for someone right. in a salon setting to have that freedom.
0: I would work for someone now.
1: And oh, for I would sure. work
0: I would work for any of my coaches.
1: Oh my God, in a heartbeat.
0: Right. Like, like and, and the funny thing is we could and we could work for all of them. And yeah. that's like the whole like really you and I have just created a business that's created an environment that you and I want to work in. <laughs>
1: That's basically it. I like if I could just do like a hair tour, I would pick all of our coaches salons. I love going to their salons. Oh like, God, this any... is like
0: Why aren't we doing this?
1: I know. Coaches, if you're listening, <laughs> we're going to we're quitting. And we're yeah. gonna just going to work, we're just gonna work at you. all.
0: Yeah. All 20 locations.
1: I But it's so true. Like there I love um, during Bayou Saint Blanc. uh I got to meet some of well, our coaches. For those,
0: hold on. For those of you that don't know what Bayou St. Blonde is, it's a yearly event that we do with the Left Brain Group in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the only times of the year that we get to see our team in person because we are all over the country. Okay. Mm-hmm. Continue.
1: And thank you for that. Um, And <laughs> so at Bayou St. Blonde, all of our coaches were there. And we've in the past two years, Destroy the Hairdresser has grown so much um we usually we've we've been projected up since the day we started like we've continued continue we've grown our team every year since we started but
0: which wasn't the the plan
1: (laughs) it wasn't the plan but it's again (laughs) you create solutions around what the business needs to grow and and we knew that we needed other people and not just you and me and this was the first year that we have a really awesome team that not only has their own salons and their own staff, but also has students and then also has grown in fame on Instagram. So it was such a cool freaking moment to sit back and watch all of our coaches running around this big hair event and having Instagram fans come up and take pictures with them. Their students that they've never met, but they've opened salons with and changed their lives, come and, you know, love on them, their staff just kind of being in awe. Like Kate, uh Coach Kate's one of her staff members said, I didn't know you were so famous. And that was such a great moment for me as a business owner because I'm like, I just look at all of them. I'm like, they deserve this so much. And then to have those people then come up to me and you and be like, We love Coach Cater. We love Coach Joy, we love Coach Minnie, like that it's like that's why you get into business if you ever get into business like i know you and i are the faces of it because we built it but like the goal of this is to build all of them yeah one day
0: we're gonna be old biddies. yeah no one's gonna give these, a shit what we're saying
1: young hot coaches to like <laughs> keep fighting for the industry that we couldn't fix because it's not gonna happen in our lifetime in our working lifetime.
0: You know what, though? I don't think it'll ever actually, like, happen because even if it switches, you know, a hundred years from now, that's not going to work either.
1: hmm True.
0: So I think that's something we We're also... always
1: going to have a job.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you can always be disruptive.
1: Absolutely.
0: But as long as it's... L- listen, disruption is good if it's making people happier and it's making them more money. You're going to upset people along the way, but the funny thing is that you're going to upset them because you are revealing things that they can't handle and you know it's like when someone disagrees with us with time-based pricing it's like it's actually a really great method and people are having great success with it but Mm -hmm. when but some people can't handle it or they don't yeah they don't like the way it sounds or it's all based on
1: it yeah
0: or they don't want it but that doesn't mean there's something wrong with it right or going gratuity free people cannot handle that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but that doesn't mean it's not the best option it just means you don't like it.
1: Yeah. Like, and that's think, what we're
0: not getting is like, you don't have to like something for it to actually be a great option.
1: Yeah. And you don't have to do anything you don't want to do for your business. I think yeah. that's the people, like, that is business business ownership 101. You choose what's best for your business. Right. So pick a method and work with it. I mean, it's, I feel like we're owning a business is all trial and error. Does this work for me and my team? Yes. Does this? No.
0: And I also think, If you're going to own a disruptive business, it's definitely trial and error because you're doing things that no one else did, That's which can be exciting or terrifying. The Mm -hmm. reason salons are the way that they are is because people just keep mimicking what they learned from their prior employer. But that's the funniest part is they left because they didn't like the way things were done, but then they just repeated it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Maybe they changed one thing, but um, that's why the salon industry is the way it is. It just... No one wanted to do it differently. Not that, not that no one did. There were people out there doing it differently this Absolutely, whole time. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but maybe we're just the first to like make it mainstream.
1: I think uh, we again, have social media. Yeah, we're again, in an like, age with social media where our voices can reach the masses, right? Versus twenty years ago, even ten years ago you had to really know people on a one-on-one basis to know do you know this person have you seen their website have you been to their salon they're talking about this it's like it's it's like a massive game of telephone that's probably how the industry got so messed up <laughs> we played telephone um, at our team dinner team
0: dinner and if you want to know how communication doesn't work
1: <laughs> that's the way
0: that's how you do it
1: but i think bottom line just to you know wrap it all up open a business
0: Open a business, do it differently. know that no one knows what they're doing. Stop hiring people from other areas to help you with your salon business. Hire people that work in the salon industry. I- I've met so many people that work with coaches or consultants from like other industries, which it's not bad. but like there's a we have a different thing going on in the salon world, <laughs> yeah, a lot of different emotions than- I love
1: when we try to explain what we do in our industry to someone and they it's like an hour long conversation like they're not fully grasp
0: it yeah yeah which is okay which is funny because like it's not for them so of course you're not grasping it right away it's not it's like you're not going to notice it it's like if an airline pilot was telling me how they were disrupting airline pilot education i'd be like i don't know (laughs) what you're talking about um but i don't need to know as long as it's better and it works right so Stop, you know, open a business, get the right help, get the right support, get a coach, destroythehairdresser.com. Check it out. And also for all those that people that have been listening to us for a long time, uh, why aren't you working with us yet? Yeah. We have such a big team of all it's types of It's only getting coaches, bigger. And it's only getting bigger. Like, join in. Like, get the support that you want. Get the support that you need. I know we don't talk a lot about, like, we mentioned getting coaches, but like if you've been listening to a lot for us for over a year, at least like it's probably time to jump, jump in the, the students that have the most success in our program are the ones that have been listening to our podcast for over a year.
1: That is so true. Because one of the first questions we asked is how did you find us? And the answer, sometimes it's like, Oh, I've been watching you on social media or clubhouse. But the most common answer is I've been listening to your podcast for years.
0: And the, the or I pe-
1: binged it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the people that have been following for a long time, those are the ones that when they jump into coaching, it like it's life-changing because they come in a little more prepared than everybody else. We have a lot of people that sign up just like willy-nilly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes we say no because they're not ready for it. But if you've been listening for a while, take this as your sign. You get it. Who. <sighs> the ugly you know that the beautiful wait what is this episode called <laughs> the beautiful ugly truth the big ugly truth of the owning big, your own business the big ugly truth of owning your own business is also just the butt the BUT of owning your own, <laughs> own business
1: <laughs> and steam <scene. laughs> that's great <laughs>